want to learn about random stuff. Thanks, tiny computer. Thanks, tiny computer. Thanks, tiny computer. Hi. Hi. That's Taryn. That's Sheridan. And this is... Thanks, Thanks, tiny tiny computer. computer. (laughs) I think we have to say it like with that little bit of... High pitch in the right at the top, right off the top. Uh, how was your week? You had a fun week, I think. I did. I did have a good week. It was my birthday week, and my friends and family, everybody made me feel so special and specialed. Specialed. We I'm made very you feel specialed. specialed. We sing you the specialed happy birthday song. <laughs> But it was a really, it was actually like, even though I cannot believe I'm officially in my mid thirties, I, it Hold was on, actually, that's a, that's a big eye roll for me over here. Cause you're not mid thirties yet. You have one more year. Okay. I would say early thirties is from 30. I was hoping you would group it. 33. <laughs> okay. 31 to 33. Mid thirties is 34 to 36. Fair. Late thirties, 37 to 39. Okay. Fair. I accept. I'm a mid thirty year. Okay. <laughs> She's mid third She's specialed. Uh, I had fun this week for your birthday. We did lots of fun stuff. I you, felt like you were awesome. I really appreciate you. Well, good. Thanks. I appreciate you. I'm happy you have a birthday. I'm happy I have my birthday right after you. Today's uh, Noah's birthday. I was gonna say we should say happy birthday to our Noah. He's twenty five today. Which, if you don't feel old. I can't believe he's actually our brothers in his mid twenties. So he's supposed to be a baby. Still. He's supposed to be a baby. I I put a little Facebook post up today about him, and I was just like getting all weepy. And then I was like, this post was all about me. I didn't even <laughs> say anything about him. But him becoming our first little brother was, and for me, my first younger sibling was a big deal. So. It was about me, okay? It was totally about you. <laughs> His birthday was my birthday present, so. um, what? This is a big deal. Hold on. What? I finished my paint by number. I I have like two boxes left on Yes! Mine. I was going to ask you if you finished yours We got to post pictures. I think we do. I The paint to <laughs> however you pronounce it. Uh, we've been promoting you all in your long shipping process, but... Please send us more. We They've love them. So I can't really complain too much. Um, um, yeah. Oh, another thing that happened this week. We watched Jojo Rabbit. <laughs> yes. Which um, it's more of an indie film, but it was up for a lot of nominations. Yeah. I think it won some awards, but no one I know or knew really talked about it. And when Jonah had told me about it, he went and saw it like circle. He said, oh, it's. It's really good. It's about this kid whose imaginary friends Adolf Hitler. And I was like, okay, that doesn't sound interesting at all. That Yeah. Way. He didn't say it's a Nazi child's perspective of Nazi Germany. Like, you right. know, it was such a well, I highly recommend it. I, I also have to second that. I definitely recommend it. I was. I literally finished it. Sheridan showed up with lunch and I watched it again back to back. Yeah, they did. They watched it back to back so I could watch it with them. And from what I understand, they're they're happy to do that. <laughs> watch a movie two times in a row. <laughs> well, if it's really good. Yeah. And that one was. I loved it. Yesterday, Miller and I went on an adventure with mom. <laughs> 
And I'm going to tell a story really quickly because it's just important for everybody to understand this in the world. Um, maybe kayak in a swimming pool or um, a pond. A pond. Uh, definitely don't go out into the middle of a lake if you are not an experienced kayaker. So um, it shocks me that those places let just anyone. Take they them. do, and he didn't ask us anything. He didn't say, "Hey, have you ever kayaked before? What's your skill level?" It's because we're in Oklahoma. I guess I mean, so. This, this is going back to the canoe story. Okay, it, and that's why I'm telling this story. It's another just watch yourself. <laughs> if you think you have a good idea, you might not. So. I just think also, though, looking at the three of us, a 50-year-old woman, (laughs) mid-30s, oh, sorry, early 30s lady and a little kid, you might say, hey, ladies, how you feeling? You know what you're doing? You feeling good as hell? Because I'm not sure about you all (laughs) on this river or this lake all by yourself. So long story short, our kayak is sinking. We pull over. We dump all of the water out of it. We get back in it. It sinks again. Mom and Miller are stranded on the side of the lake on just (laughs) rocks. There's not even like a nice beach to swim. Just some rocks. I leave them and go in the one person canoe. I really wish you had taken photos. Or like a a last testament, you know, like make a little video. (laughs) Like Blair Blair Witch style. (laughs) I should have. And but so then I'm in the one person kayak just going by myself. Well, I hadn't been in mom's and it was so much lighter that the wind would just like knock me around in it. And which makes sense now that my kayak felt so heavy because it was full of water. So anyways, these guns got to work out yesterday. But oh, are they sorted? In? Uh, not really, actually, which I'm very surprised about. Maybe tomorrow. Maybe not. Uh, so Maybe I go back. Volleyball. Oh, that's Shout true. out to my lady friends. They You're- bought me a volleyball net for the pool. Sub story. Yes. Um. Sub story. <laughs> Keep. <laughs> Sorry. Me. I, I was the, interrupting. <laughs> tell the story. So, it, but that's all. I, I kayaked back to the dock and I'm like, yo, we need a boat. My mom and my daughter are stranded. And he was like, are they in the water or are they on the side? Are they on land? And I was like, they're on the side of the lake, but we need to go get them. But, and then him and I are trying to pull this giant kayak full of water out onto the boat. And I was just like... I would have been like, this isn't my job. I'm not strong enough. <laughs> and he, I kept asking him, am I even helping? He was like, it's it's helping. I think he didn't know what to do. So, uh, but yeah, that was a really fun time. It was scary and exhilarating. <laughs> the adrenaline that was trapped deep into my muscles and holding on for a few hours after finally dissipated. And <sighs> if anything, that's why your body's. Your muscles are going to be sore. I was so tense. I was shaking so bad. I just, I'm so anxious about stuff and I just started panicking. No, sub story. I was on a boat ride. Like it was a girl's weekend. We went on this boat. It was a beautiful boat. I was like, I'm P. Diddy. (laughs) It was Did you sing boats and hoes? Oh, that's from Step Brothers. You don't know it. I do know that. but Substory to Taryn's substory is Taryn never knows any of the quotes (laughs) I do from movies. So, okay. I need to watch Step Brothers more. It's true. Anyways, so we went out and we were at Grand and we went to like, you know, where the people like put their boats together. Oh, right. The Party Cove area. Yeah. And mind you, we did not grow up on any water. We are like 
landlocked within the landlock. Yeah. And we're on our way back and it's pitch black. On the water. Yes. Let me tell you. I was like, I, I was looking at her. I was like, if you hit anything and I have to get in this water. In the nighttime. <laughs> in, the, in the nighttime. I probably would have just had a panic attack and maybe died. I don't know. I would have been sleeping with the fish. <laughs> Ooh, nice. <laughs> Phrase queen in the house. <laughs> she never even knows, but she just can't help herself with the phrases. My chair is squeaky. Sorry. Uh, that's fine. Uh, so yeah, just uh, be weary out there on the lakes this summer, everybody. Use caution. Maybe don't kayak if you don't really know how to kayak, or you know, maybe ask them to check the kayaks first. That's maybe just the real lesson here. So your first this week. Oh my gosh, it's number six. I thought Can I was believe second. We recorded six episodes. <clears throat> I feel like we should celebrate. Okay. Cheers. <laughs> Cheers. Clank. Clink. That was brought to you by Natterday promo code. <laughs> Thanks, TC. Oh, that's a good one. <laughs> okay. I have to start off by asking you to tap into your memory bank real fast. Okay. My eyes are closed. We used to do a lot of fun stuff when we were little, a lot of plays. No. No. I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, wait, <laughs> this story will mean that. No, I'm just kidding. Um, so. Mostly you would write us stories or plays. Maybe you got them from somewhere, but... I didn't Google it. Oh, she asked Jeeves. Um, but also we made up a lot of dances. Yes. And one in particular that I'm thinking of... Cleopatra coming at you. Yes! Oh, okay. I even like typed... Like I just was making sure... I was going to ask you if you wanted to take a guess, but I knew... I just knew you were going to know immediately it was Cleopatra coming at you. So... I refreshed my own memory with this song. Did you remember the dances? (laughs) Nothing came back to me. (laughs) No. I have no recollection. None. I can't even. It's like I remember the whole process, like how much fun you, Danae, and I had making the dance. And then it's like, I don't remember it. I don't even remember the words to the song. Exactly. So when I refreshed my memory, I was thinking, did we really listen to this stuff? It's not that it's bad. It was that I just don't remember it at all. It's a very Disney. No, you're going to. like. (laughs) Um, maybe you'll have to listen to it. I I don't know how to describe it, but yeah. So that's the only part I remember of it was the Cleopatra coming at you. So I had forgotten all about that group altogether. Um, I did a little bit of research about them. They're an English girl group. They released coming at you in 1998. All three singers were sisters and the group was actually named from the main singer Cleo. Anyways, I didn't really get why the group would be named after just the sister Cleo, Um, And why they would name it Cleopatra if that wasn't her full name. So I had to do a little research on the actual Cleopatra. (laughs) (laughs) I looked her up. I was reading all about her. I was just uh, fascinated. So I had to do my story. And listen, that's just how my brain works. I think about a pop girl group (laughs) one second and then get nitty gritty with some history facts uh, right after. So Oh, I'm excited. Do you know much about Cleopatra? I mean... Other than Elizabeth Taylor played her. Good. I didn't even know that. I think. Look at these facts we can combine. We could write a whole history book. I might have just made that up, though. I really think you're right. It's coming to me, but I don't. I didn't know that at first. So Cleopatra was el- well-educated she and ma- clever. Cle- Cleopatra? I mean. Uh... <laughs> oh, my God. 
<laughs> Elizabeth Taylor? Elizabeth Taylor married the guy in that movie. Yeah, didn't she marry a lot of people? Yeah, as one of her many husbands. Right. Sorry. Maybe you could do a story about her, because I don't know much about her, except for she her loves diamonds. Her perfumes. <laughs> Grandma wore it, right? Yeah, yeah, I'm sure. Cleopatra was well-educated and clever, and she could speak various languages, and served as the dominant ruler in all three of her co-regencies of Egypt. First with her father, then with her two brothers, and lastly with her son. Her romantic liaisons and military alliances with the Roman leaders Julius Caesar and Mark Antony, as well as her supposed exotic beauty and powers of seduction, earned her an enduring place in history and popular myth. And can I just say, when I looked up some pictures of her, or likenesses, I guess, mm-hmm. she's fierce. I mean, she's iconic, truly, for a reason. Yeah, I everything I ever heard was that she was stunning. But uh, it's interesting to think about what year was it? BCs, like we'll yeah. just talk about it in BC terms. Okay, right that's now. insane. Yeah, and that like her legacy of beauty and seduction has survived. Like totally, to she 2020. had to be fierce for yeah. us to still see her. And also, I'm sure, like you just said, I'm sure sure Liz Taylor's portrayal of her made her even more iconic with that mm-hmm. look in the movie. Yeah. Um, because some photos didn't really look like that, but I'm sure maybe that's really what she looked like. Um, well, there's definitely that stereotypical Egyptian look. Totally. Her early life is pretty hard to piece together, but a lot of her history comes from scholars of the time, particularly Plutarch. She was born in 70 or 69 BC, and in 51 BC, upon the death of Aulides, the former ruler, or her father... The Egyptian throne passed to 18-year-old Cleopatra and her old, um, 10-year-old brother, Ptolemy 13. I looked it up if you say Ptolemy the 13th, but it just said the numbers in their Roman numeral. So I, was- I just want to sh- give a shout out that you never pick an easy story with easy <laughs> names. I do. I always <laughs> pick something. And then I go, should I just say her brother? <laughs> should I just say who he is to her instead of his name? But... We'll get to why I'm using his name. Da-da-da-da-da. Just kidding. I lost my spot. (laughs) (laughs) Soon after they, meaning Cleopatra and her brother, came to power, the advisors of her brother acted against Cleopatra. My guess is that she was older and she could become more powerful than him. So mm-hmm. he was only 10 freaking years old. So they basically... Well, it wasn't him. It was his advisor. Exactly. It was his advisor. 100%. But they basically drove her out and she had to flee to Syria. But guess what? Cleopatra was like, oh, hell no. And she created an <laughs> army of mercenaries and returned a year later to fight her brother's army in a civil war. I mean, is Khaleesi like inspired by? Perhaps. Yeah. I mean... Cleopatra is fierce and always, but yeah, I just think. Ooh, I want to be here for Halloween now. Ooh, that's kind of a good idea. So she buddied up with Julius Caesar, who was welcomed into Alexandria, and she basically smuggled herself in with him to like plead her case, like, no, I'm I'm a ruler too. So Caesar was there because he needed to fund his own return to power in Rome and needed Egypt to repay the debts incurred by Olides. Cleopatra's dad. Mm -hmm. After four months of war between Caesar's outnumbered forces and those of Ptolemy 13, her brother, Roman enforcements arrived. Ptolemy was forced to flee Alexandria and was believed to have drowned in the Nile River. That's so sad. It is sad because he was only 10. But how come all these stories are like that? Like there's so much like 
Yeah. The siblings all never, tragic. Yeah, and they can never just roll together and like yeah, get along. It even gets a little worse here in a minute. Um but I I my guess is he really didn't probably drown in the Nile. He the was advisors murdered. again. Yeah. And I air quote advisors. I don't know who they are exactly, but um, But I'm sure they're like, okay, obviously Cleopatra's gonna win, so let's just take care mm-hmm. of this bozo. And I he, mean, he was a kid. He was a kid. What did he know? Entering Alexandria as an unpopular conqueror, Caesar restored the throne to the equally unpopular Cleopatra and then her other younger brother, Ptolemy the Fourteenth, who was also only 13. So the other one like had grown up. Probably 15-ish. Yes, exactly. Caesar remained in Egypt with Cleopatra for a time. And around 47 BC, she gave birth to a son named Ptolemy Caesar. And he was believed to see to be Caesar's child and was known by the Egyptian people as Caesarian, <laughs> which I looked it up to say it. And it basically is Caesarian. But anyways, yeah. they called him Little Caesar. Aw. Pizza, pizza. Pizza, pizza. <laughs> and I mean, why would we, that be the name of a pizza restaurant? These were Egyptians. Does that make any sense? What's wrong with us? I, I we digress. Continue. <laughs> we <can't> continue. <laughs> but I'm glad you said pizza, pizza. <laughs> All right, back to the story. So after Caesar was mortared. <laughs> oh, oh, no, Caesar has been mortared. I do um, love a good mortaring. Also, I would like to say they go, you know, when I first started reading this story, I was thinking, why is it 44 BC? But then I realized it's going... It Closer in time. Down. Yeah, I know. I had a hard time at first. Caesar was murdered in 44 BC. Cleopatra was back in Egypt after being in Rome for a little bit, and her other brother was killed, probably by air quote friends of Cleopatra. Mm-hmm. Just taking these siblings out left and right. God, how many did she have? A couple more, I think. Um, her then three-year-old son and her became the rulers. So her and little Caesar are now the rulers of Egypt. Listen, the next part was really long and drawn out. And so if you're here for real history facts, please go to history.com <laughs> to read all about her and go into depth. <laughs> I did not. The gist is Cleopatra is a saucy little thing. She goes to Tarsus to explain her part in Caesar's assassination. And then she seduces Mark Antony and is like, listen, my sister Arsinoe is my enemy. And I need you to <coughs> take care of her. <laughs> I was just hoping that whole time I could come up with Mark Antony lyrics to sing to you. I know, right? I but couldn't either. All that's coming to my mind is J-Lo lyrics. Shakira or something. <laughs> I don't know. Sorry, not to. Th- that's that's fine. I thought the same thing. Um, big one. He leaves his wife, Octavia, and his kids, and he goes back to Alexandria with Cleopatra. And guess what? She has twins. They're named Alexander Helios, which means sun, and Cleopatra Selene, which means moon. Aww. I know. Pretty great twin names. I like them. We got to give her credit where it's due. I mean, she's killing her siblings, but she had good taste in names. You know what? If it wasn't them, it was going to be her. It's true. It's 100% I mean, true. That's just the name of the game Who back really then. wants to be put in that position? But you, sir, you do what you have to do to yeah. live. Yeah. Uh, they also had another kid together four years later, all while they were just lovers. I'm thinking Cleopatra was like, hey, listen, I don't need a man, but I definitely need to make a baby so my bloodline can continue and be in Hell charge yeah, forever. Get it, girl. 
am I good at telling historical facts or what? Yeah. I always make her sound just like, hey, baby. So I know why. To um, me, you know who should play her now? Lizzo. <gasps> oh, I think Lizzo's. That. <laughs> I just feel like she would rock Cleopatra. I'm feeling good as hell. <laughs> okay. Now get back to business, Mark. I, I should have been a history teacher. Okay. Uh, Mark Antony then tells his wife, Octavia, he's kind of spilling the beans. Little Caesar is, in fact, Julius Caesar's um, son and the rightful heir to the Roman throne, not her son, which they thought, and he was so cleverly named Octavian. Mom, Octavia, son, Octavian. This sparks a war with Cleopatra. They don't want her kid to be the ruler of Rome, too. That's just way too much power for her family. So on September 2nd, 31 BC, Octavian's forces soundly defeat those of Antony and Cleopatra in the Battle of Actium. Cleopatra's ships deserted the battle and fled to Egypt, and soon Antony managed to break away and follow her with a few ships of his own. With Alexandria under attack from Octavian forces, um, Antony heard a rumor that Cleopatra had committed suicide. He fell on his sword and he died. (gasps) Just as news arrived that the rumor had been false. Romeo and Juliet style. Totally. Is that what Shakespeare was probably inspired? I bet so. And another part of this is also inspired or a Shakespeare play is inspired by. I can't remember which one. On August 13th, 30 BC, after burying Antony and meeting with the victorious Octavian, Cleopatra closed herself in her chamber with two of her female servants. The means of her death are uncertain, but Plutarch and other writers think that she used a poisonous snake known as the asp, a symbol of divine royalty, to commit suicide at age 39. According to her wishes, Cleopatra's body was buried buried with Antony's, leaving Octavian to celebrate his conquest of Egypt and his consolidation of power in Rome. After her death, Cleopatra's son, Little Caesar, had become the sole ruler of Egypt at just 16 years old. Wow. And that's the deeply researched life and death <laughs> of the Greek Cleopatra coming at you. Aw, that was interesting. <laughs> right? Because it's true. Like, I don't know anything about her. I What I knew about her was she was a ruler. She was hot. And that was it. And those are basically the facts I gave you today. Yeah. Shoulder shrugs. I liked it. Thank you. Your turn. <laughs> I'm ready. Okay. <laughs> Sometimes after I'm done, I just want to sit back, relax, drink my drink, and just listen to it's your not, story. Going first is better. <laughs> is it? Because then you get to relax the rest of the time. True. That's actually a great point. So Devin and I were hanging out with the kids in the pool the other night, and we were talking about religion and the difference between like massively organized religions like Christianity and Catholicism. And cults. Oh, yes. You know I love this. And I don't know how you feel, but not being raised in the church, and sorry, listeners, this is an unpopular opinion. To me, organized religion is no different than a cult. I have to agree. Yeah. I mean, like, I just think it's just has more followers. It's a well-oiled machine. It's a more radical spinoff of a more organized religion i guess but it's the same you have a passionate front runner and willing fans basically yeah so uh i think i've always had this weird fascination with cults because of my disconnect with organized religion 
I just think that if I were to join a religion, I'd rather pick an interesting one. You would totally join a cult. I mean, I've always had this fantasy of living <laughs> in the 70s and running away to join a cult in California. Can we please do a little MFM shout out? Call your dad. You're in, You're in a, a cult. cult. <laughs> Sorry, it's all I could think of. I had to shout him out. I know, but uh, it'd be so fun. It's not that I want to like totally. Fun? Yeah. I mean, at first. And then you get out before you drink the juice. Okay. Plus, I'd have like long hippie hair and I, I wouldn't have to wear a bra. <laughs> well, basically, that's my life. Are you saying I should start my own cult? I think Devin's <laughs> in the process. Oh, good. So I don't know that much about cults, even though I've had this fascination with them. But several years ago, we had watched this documentary called The Source Family. Uh, Have you heard about this? No, not at all. So The Source Family was founded in the late 60s by a jujitsu expert. Oh, my. Jim Baker. And he actually had murdered two men prior to starting his cult. With his jujitsu? <laughs> With his jujitsu. Oh my god! I'm gosh. not even kidding. With, I was right for real. You were right for oh, real. I thought you were like humoring me. No, my next line was he used his jujitsu skills to carry out the murders. <laughs> oh my goodness. Jim Baker, you wild animal. I know. He was he was great. <laughs> Until he wasn't. Darren joined his cult. <laughs> He owned the first health food restaurant in, in the country, I think. It was called The Source Restaurant. Uh, not restaurant. It's just called The Source. Oh, okay. Uh, he had like three other... Is it still uh, open? Can I go get a bite to eat? No. Okay. But he had like three other health food restaurants. They were totally vegan. I mean, this was... He was like on the cusp. He was the beginner. The starter. Anyways. <laughs> so people like John Lennon and Yoko Ono ate there. It's even in the movie Annie Hall. <laughs> yeah. Woody wow. Allen orders and he says, I'll have the mashed yeast. Yeast. <laughs> the mashed yeast? Sounds <laughs> Which terrible. Is, it's just a Woody Allen joke. It's oh, hilarious. Okay. Yeast. You can't just order a bowl of yeast. Oh, I didn't know. Unless you order a, a baguette. Marie, the baguette. <laughs> and a beer. So Jim was very good looking. He was wealthy and he had all these young, hot hippies working for him. And not surprisingly, he got really into acid. Oh, my. His drug addiction. And I'm sure there were other drugs, but, you know, it's the 70s. And so I, go- I went with acid. Uh, his drug addiction. <laughs> Popular. <laughs> his drug addiction was starting to take a toll on his businesses. So he started looking for alternative ways to get spiritual. So he got super into yoga. He was meeting with, like, all these famous yogis and... He just was, uh, he was famous too. So he got to meet all these amazing people. So he started having his own yoga and meditation classes and they were putting out ads to come join them for these free classes. Did they do jujitsu with this also? No, it never says specifically. Okay. So he developed a following of young people and they decided to all put their money to go in on a house to rent. Perfect. So they rented the original home to the people who owned the L.A. Times. Oh. Over their time there, they had more than 100 people at once living in this house. Uh, He was married to this gorgeous, I mean, she was stunning, this gorgeous 19-year-old French girl. Oh, my goodness. Of course she was 19. He was 43. (gasps) Oh, Yeah. I didn't know that part. Yeah. And they put together a mix of all their favorite things from all the different, like, 
religions that they were studying and created their own religion. So they just picked some things that they liked from here, here, and here and conjoined them all together. Exactly. Okay. When they moved into the house, things started to get, you know. Freaky? They started to go to Jim's head. Oh, okay. He changed his name to Father Yod. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) And almost daily, probably weekly, he was changing their daily practices. Oh, I thought you were going to say he was changing his name daily. I was like, that's confusing. (laughs) (laughs) No, he was just like, it was, he had this like set of rules, but he was adding and changing things constantly. That's kind of hard to follow, but okay. Yeah. In the documentary, one of his old followers was like, if you weren't there, you wouldn't know what's going on because it was different from week to week. Gosh. Um, One of the things was he decided that he should be able to have multiple wives. Always. Yep. So at one point he had like 14 wives. That's too many. So his like, he actually had an original wife, Robin, in like, I forget where, Idaho or something. Um. (laughs) But then the French girl, they were married, and it really broke her heart. Like, when you watch the documentary, like, you can tell she's still, like, so heartbroken over it. Oh, man. Um, So, yeah, that was, you know, just, that's when, like, for me, it's like, okay. Like, it was all fun and games until you started getting all, like, into multiple wives. Also, how original are you really being if you keep doing the same thing that every other cult leader does? I know. Oh, automatically I'm the leader of this cult, so I get as many wives as I want. That's so done. I know. And, you know, a lot of these kids were, like, runaways. So a lot of them were underage. And the way that the loop to get through that was to get them married. So he would marry them off to male members of the group. Ugh, so sick. I know. Well... This big, beautiful mansion they were all living, they eventually got pushed out because Charles Manson had killed some people down the street, like literally down the street. So people started freaking out about cults. They were like, okay, you got to get out of here. So they moved into a three-bedroom, two-bath house. Him and his 14 wives plus other members. Over 100 family members. Oh, no. They were just all over that yard. (laughs) (laughs) so many tarps were put up it was you know this is like when things start to get bad in any cult because it's like at first it's all amazing then they start doing multiple wives and then it becomes an unhealthy living situation and you're so deep in it that you don't know how to leave or you're scared to leave i don't think he was actually that scary maybe he was but i mean he did murder people Oh, true. With jujitsu. <laughs> Literally, he like punched Taren, a guy to I death. I am sure if a girl was like, listen, Father Yod. Yod. <laughs> well, he looked like God. The way oh, white listen. Christians <laughs> depict God, he, that's what he looked like. Okay. So, listen, Father Yod, I'm just going to, you know, leave. He'd probably be like, Yitata! Wah! Like what? trying to do I don't jiu-jitsu. know. I still like him. <gasps> I know. <laughs> you creepazoid. <laughs> I know things that other than that, like he never seemed to like really do anything else. Sure. Just, you know, marry underage girls. No big deal. No, I hate that part. Okay. (laughs) You take the good with the bad, you know. So one of the things that really makes this particular cult really interesting is that they had a photographer slash videographer who was a family member. So it is one of the best documented cults and she's very talented and the 
photos are amazing. Oh, awesome. So she's actually a good photographer. Yeah, like it's really incredible. The daily practices of the source family included waking up before the sun and submerging themselves into a cold pool. Oh. Doing rigorous yoga practices that included fingertip push-ups. Oh, okay. I mean, I used to practice yoga pretty regularly and like in order to advance your practice, you could go up on your fingertips when you're doing vinyasa flow, you know? So yeah. it's not that it's like evil. Evil. It's just shows you the skill levels higher. And also he was a jujitsu master. So after their uh, exercises, it was followed with intense meditation, a six second inhalation of the sacred herb. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> There was actually very little drug use. That was just the only drug use. And you got only six seconds. Take it. That was it for the day. Okay. Uh, They were completely vegan and they couldn't eat anything that had been cut longer than 15 minutes because the life force or life source (laughs) will have left the food. All right. (laughs) So a lot of skinny people. <laughs> a lot of skinny yoga masters. All right. There were, of course, pregnancies. And they would have these in this, like, group setting. Okay. They'd all be in the room together. Kind of like midsummer where they're all screaming in a circle. 100%. Uh-huh. Everyone would be there. It was documented and strange. Oh. Yeah. And the very first baby that was ever born there actually died. Oh, no. She was in labor for over 22 hours, and the umbilical cord was wrapped around his neck three times. Oh. But Father Yod, who was basically the doula with zero experience, unwrapped it, said a prayer, and breathed into the baby, and he lived. No way. Yep. I am Father Yod. I give life. So this is one of the miracles his followers claim. Um... I don't know that the baby was actually dead when right. it came out. I'm sure it was not looking good. It was probably deprived of a lot of oxygen. Totally. And then his lungs started working outside the womb and he came to life. Exactly. Sorry. Sorry, Father Yod. It's not that I... Debunked. <laughs> Debunked <laughs> by us. Um, but he lived a normal life from... I mean, as normal as living in a... Cult. Cult could be in the 70s. Uh, in 1974, the cult once again was on the move. They purchased land in Hawaii and searched for more room for the now 150 member group. But the source family struggled there. They, they didn't know how to farm the land. They couldn't really get income. The restaurants were shut down at this point. So there was like no money. Mm-hmm. Then in 1975, despite having no experience with hang gliding, Father Yod attempted to glide off a cliff. No. Sheridan's eyes. <laughs> no. <laughs> Who gave him a hang glider? I don't know. They don't even have any money. <laughs> Listen, I don't have any money. <laughs> Got a credit card and I bought a hang glider. All 14 <laughs> wives were pissed. <laughs> You're so irresponsible, Father y- Yod. That reminds me. <laughs> At back at the beginning of the cult, 
He spent $30,000 on band equipment. Oh and they my God. would record psychedelic music. And it's like a huge collector's item these days. Like, it's the most psychedelic. He's so irresponsible. <laughs> so it's true. They were probably annoyed then, too. They're like, this is just like that time he spent all that money on band equipment. And he went nowhere with it. <laughs> Wives. <laughs> so he, he jumped off the cliff only to crash onto the beach below. Did he die or did he breathe his own life back? <laughs> his followers begged to let him take the begged to let him let them take him to the hospital. Wow. Why they, is that sentence so hard? They begged him to let them take him his to the hospital. His followers begged to let them take him to the hospital. They begged to let them take them to the hospital. <laughs> I'm but, sorry, but we are really good at coming up with songs on the fly. But he refused. Oh. And he died from his mortal injuries. Oh, his mortal injuries. I know. How old was he when he died? So he was 43 at the beginning of the cult in the late 60s. And now it's 75. I don't know. 50, late 50s. Yeah. Yod's body was cremated and spread on the Hawaiian beaches. And the Source family, having no leader and no means of income, were forced to disband in 1977. Many still don't see it as a cult and are grateful for their experiences. Wow. I know. That's pretty amazing. Yeah. Uh, Several of them, of course. Like, one of the websites I was looking at was like, this is why it's so evil. Um, But I got a lot of info from the documentary, The Source Family. Yeah. Highly recommend it. And it's on what? Um, so the first time I watched it, I thought, I think it was on Netflix, but this last time was on, um, IMDb TV or something. Oh, wow. It was free. Okay. That's pretty awesome. Yeah. So, sorry, we got a special guest here named Henry Venable. (laughs) Um, Wikipedia, lots of random websites, you know, Mm -hmm. it was... It's very interesting. I love it. Yeah. yeah. So I do love cults also. And it's pretty interesting that the people said that they didn't really feel like they were in a cult. Yeah. It didn't really sound all that bad. There wasn't a lot of like child beating craziness. No. It was really. It was like a yoga retreat for life. Exactly. And you had to eat a lot of really freshly cut vegetables. <laughs> with no it. ranch. No ranch dressing. <laughs> Get out of here with your ranch. Uh, That's awesome. Good job. Thanks. Yeah. I loved it. Thank you. Well, I have a couple of tiny googs. Same. I had to do some automotive work on my car with the help of a Honda message board. <laughs> I had to look up some answers as to why my car is making a rattling sound now whenever I turn it on. And I'll just tell you all, I drive a 20-year-old minivan. <laughs> it's kind of at the end of its rope, I think. So I think that was kind of the point on the message board. was like, your car's old. <laughs> 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 Nobody cares. And anyway, why are you asking this? Yeah, it's like, 20 years old. Anyway, it wasn't, I didn't gain any knowledge from this explanation about what was happening. Um, basically, something's loose or I need to win the lottery and buy a new car immediately. So, th- but then today, something else was like making like a knocking sound. Oh, and I was no. like, I just, That's I can't. Bad. I cannot. Knocking with this. is bad. Right. But it was in the back of my car, not near my engine. Oh, that might be an easy fix. It was. I'll tell you exactly what it was. <laughs> there was a stick stuck on my roof. 
So when I would turn, it would go and then roll back. And I was like, this sounds bad, but it's on the roof of my car. I thought maybe something was loose back there. It was about to peel open like it can. Oh, my God. The stick was just can opening the roof of my car. Anyways, I fixed that problem easily. But the other part, I just need a somebody that has a wrench, a monkey wrench. I have a monkey wrench. I bet you do. Uh, well, I don't have any interesting tiny gooks. I googled how to make a uh, please not a food. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just kidding. Uh, I googled mukbang. Yes, YouTube's <laughs> YouTubers. I now do any of you know what mukbangers are? Well, I didn't, and let me tell you, they're weirdos. They are so weird. They're, is it mostly Japanese people? Or are they, I, I don't know. They're of all. Of Asian descent. Of we'll Asian descent. Angels. angels. They're angels. They're, they're angel babies who eat as much food as humanly possible. In one sitting. In one sitting. And these people have like multi-million followers. I mean, it's insanity. And honestly, it's quite fascinating. It's I could quite look away. frankly what I do on a daily basis, but nobody watches me. <laughs> you could be making millions. I couldn't because I would just be so sick about people watching me do it. I it's don't, creepy. It's very it's creepy. creepy. Well, I also had to look up why does only one of my armpits smell bad? <laughs> <laughs> Were I, you inspired after we did that? Uh, anyways, go on. I don't know. Maybe, but... I have always had only one stinky armpit. Um, the other one never smells bad. So the internet really helped me out by telling me that most people who are right-handed will have a very smelly right armpit. And huh. I'm right-handed and it's my right armpit. You always, you have the best tiny googs. They're easy, simple, but I just figured it out right <laughs> off the bat. I'm like, oh, that makes sense. Thank you. I didn't put two and two together myself. But anyways, it's... There's a lot of friction. There's a lot of sweat and bacteria in your armpits. Okay, that's enough. And you will 100% have one smellier armpit. Facts. <laughs> well, I googled improv local improv classes. Yes. There's not any. That's that's Great. my story. That was <laughs> perfect. But Jonah, my wonderful stepson, he. He did some practices with Sheridan and I. Oh, should we do a round for them? No. <laughs> no. So there, there are things we definitely need to practice off air. What, what's it called? If this and that? If this and that. If this and that. Yeah. It's A, B, C, B. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Rhyming game. Again, Taryn's good at it, so we're not going to do it on air. Yeah, you don't want to hear this mess. Uh, One other thing I wanted to talk about before we are off this episode uh we released today which is a tuesday but you won't hear this until friday so tuesday of this week we finally announced that we have a podcast to our friends family and other who'sy watsies <laughs> it was so exciting it, it's been a very exciting day i've been giddy all day people are so supportive and excited Lots, for so us. much love and people like it I think people are liking it. I'm sure some people aren't going to tell us, but also, again, like I've told everyone I know, you don't have to love it. Right. It's not for everyone. You said it's a personal taste. Different podcasts for different people. I mean, I personally only listen to highly pu- produced 
podcast right. and never listen to this podcast. <laughs> if someone offered up this as a suggestion, I would say, yeah, no thanks. I'd say, thanks, tiny computer. <laughs> I'll just Google my own things, <laughs> write a, my own podcast about it called <laughs> Thanks, Small Computer. <laughs> But thank you, everyone, for yeah, all the love I, and support. It I means so much. I wanted to say thanks to everybody that I know, too. That The biggest thing you can do if you want to help us make this a living is to uh, rate it. Like it. Subscribe to subscribe, it. Subscribe. Share it. Write a review. You know, all Keep the texting us the things that you love about it because... Don't text us the things you don't like about oh, it. Oh, never tell us the things you don't. We pretend don't, those we don't, don't exist. Care. We don't want to know. No. Because we know we suck. We pretend that episode one doesn't have, even exist in this world. <laughs> the first part of episode one exists. The second part... <laughs> anyway. Anyway, so thanks, tiny computer. <laughs> Listeners. This was a fun episode. It was. Goodbye. Goodbye. Oh, I say goodbye, goodbye to you. Goodbye, goodbye. for now. But <laughs> you're gonna keep going, so I just try to hold I that love- laughter back. <laughs> I just don't know how long we should keep going. Right? For now, forever. For then and maybe later. Please say you recorded this.